What's up guys and welcome back to the latest episode of my gaming news podcast. This is episode 10 I believe. So um, last time we were on we talked about the PlayStation State of Play and what was going on in that one and obviously we had to lead up to the whole not E3 weekend where we had the Xbox and Bethesda Game Show, PC Gamer Show, the Jeff Keighley, what's it called? summer game fest show and lots of other ones so um it's been a couple of weeks since that now so i think so much has been announced over the last couple of weeks that this is going to be impossible to talk about everything so what i'm going to do is i'm going to do the usual i'm going to talk about some of the things i've been playing over the last couple of weeks and then i'm going to talk about some of the things over the last couple of weeks news wise which has interested in me which has interested me because there's been so much so i'm going to try and narrow it down to just the ones that stood out to me so First of all, let's get into what we've been playing. But before we go into that, thank you all for watching. And uh, yeah, this show is available on a multitude of different platforms. This can be watched on YouTube as a video, also live on Twitch, which is being recorded right now. So you have two visual versions. If you want to just listen to the audio, you can also find it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify at the moment, and plenty of other places. So yeah, that's a rundown of where you can find the show. So let's get on with it then so what have i been playing in the last couple of weeks so first of all let's talk about what i've already mentioned in a previous one and that is the game returnal so i'd pretty much done the majority of things in elden ring and i needed i just needed to get onto something new so uh, last week or the week before that i started returnal and i've been having having an absolute blast with the game uh, it's very difficult and i'm not sure what i spoke about last time i was on but i do remember telling you guys that i was having a hard time beating the first boss uh, i actually got past the first and second boss and went straight through onto the third level and killed the third boss with a lot of ease actually so i think i'm on the fourth or fifth level now of the game but the difficulty spike has really hit me now because one part about the game is that you basically you grind items and collectibles and power-ups throughout your your run if you will and if you die you lose all of that so i was on such a good run because i went from level one to two to three in pretty much one run one sitting so i had all like the best health upgrades all the best weapon upgrades and all of those things and i was doing really well in the level i was on but um i died and i lost all of that so now i've been stuck in a loop of running between i think it's level four and five i'm not sure it's three and four or four or five but i've just been looping and looping these two levels i'm not been able to make any progress so um i thought i would get it done this weekend but i've actually decided to put the game on the back burner for now just because i seem to be just failing miserably at least with elden ring you can kind of grind and get better at it with this one it's more about the look of the run and just being careful and cautious enough to make it through rooms without losing too much health and finding the best upgrades and power-ups. So I am going to shelve the game for a little while, even if that's only for a week until I beat something else. But that is what I've been doing with Returnal. Overall, I'm still really loving the game. I think it's an incredible game. Really fun, really well put together and thought out. But I need to take a break from all the failure. So next up, guys, we are going to be talking about a game that I played very recently, but the game actually came out in 1999, and it is one of the OG games, one of the OG survival horror games from my childhood, and that is the original Silent Hill. I have not played this game since, I'm probably going to say 1999, I don't think I've played it since the the beginnings and honestly i don't think it was actually me who played it i think it was mostly my brother and i was watching him play it i have played it since but i'd never 
ever got very far into the game because I was so young and I either got stuck on some of the puzzles or just I was lost in the foggy world of Silent Hill. But I decided I was going to get that game on, play it on stream and uh, just have this fresh take on the, the series because it's been such a long time. Obviously, you're, uh, I don't know how old I've been, like eight or nine. Eight or nine-year-old brain can not comprehend the whole themes and depth of Silent Hill. So playing it now, all these years later, uh, I absolutely love the game, honestly. I thought the atmosphere was really good. I would say this one's probably tied with Silent Hill 2 for my favourite out of the bunch, just because... I don't know, it gives this this whole feeling of exploration in the town, which you don't get to get in the other games in the series. They seem to be more sort of condensed and confined to a specific area, whereas this one you get to like free reign of the, the town. And um, that's one thing which kind of is a difference between Resident Evil. With Resident Evil 1, you're in the mansion and there's a sense of confinement. You're trapped in this mansion, but on the outside of this place, if you go back to civilization things are going to be all right so it's kind of like if you just hold out for the night in resident evil you might be able to make it out in back into raccoon city and things might be okay in this game everything is covered in a mist and all of the city's escapes have just been blocked off all the roads have collapsed so even though you are in an open wide city you get the feeling that you're not safe anywhere this whole town is just a ghost town so the atmosphere in that game is incredible the sound is incredible the graphics are very dated now with it coming out in 1999 the faces are extremely pixelated and i honestly think if they can nail the atmosphere and if they remade this game in like say unreal engine 5 or something like that with similar sort of gameplay as the resident evil 2 remake obviously not as much action more atmosphere i think it would absolutely make a shit ton of money but um what we did learn in our playthrough of silent hill 1 was that we clearly didn't pay too much attention to maybe checking out some areas that were more secondary because we got one of the worst endings in the game, I think. I'm not really sure how many different endings there are, but the ending I got was very abrupt and clearly not the, the good ending or the true ending of the story. So, I mean, that does suck for a playthrough on my YouTube channel, but at the same time, it just gives me more reason to go back and play it again. Um, we're finishing Silent Hill 1999. I am excited to be playing Silent Hill 2 again for the first time in a while. Since the original release, I would even say. So being able to play the Enhanced Edition on PC, which is going to be really, really cool. Cannot wait to play that. Cannot wait to stream that. So yeah, Silent Hill, what a game. 1999 still holds up besides Harry Mason's giant feet and his pixelated feet. So... Next up, what are we going to be talking about? So one other thing that I did play this week, which was something we started also on stream, is the latest installment of the Dark Pictures Anthology series, House of Ashes. Now, I wanted to get up to date with these games before The Quarry came out, which is a similar game by the original makers of Until Dawn. So I wanted to get House of Ashes done before I can move on to that. Uh, there is a new game in this Dark Pictures Anthology game series coming out later this year, I believe. But House of Ashes is one where it's set in sort of Afghanistan or somewhere around there. And you are in a military group and you are sent to find some temples. I think that's it. Or you're just trying to find some like enemy camp and you end up in a temple. But um, this one ditches the fixed camera angles and goes for more of a third-person exploration title where you can actually walk around and move the cameras. And I was a bit afraid that this was going to 
lose all the atmosphere of the Man of Medan and Little Hope because having those camera angles fixed, it gave you such like cool artistic cinematic sort of camera angles. And it, it was really good to take screenshots and stuff of it. So I was a bit worried of taking that out. It was going to be more of like a generic sort of shooter game or at least a generic controlled cinematic game. But they actually uh, have done a really good job of it. Like even though the game, you can control the camera, there's so many cool things around in this world where I've probably taken more screenshots in this than I have in the previous two titles. It gives off a lot of Exorcist vibes. And honestly, I was surprised by how much it reminded me of the film Predator, just the the way the characters are talking and some of the lines are even similar and maybe some of the the characters demises ended up like in a certain order like the characters that they were like in predator ended up if that get, makes any sense to you but um we haven't finished it just yet we're in like the last section of the game i think so we're about three quarters of the way through and it's definitely taken a different turn story-wise than I imagined. And I'm quite interested in finding out the mystery and figuring out what the hell's going on. But uh, I've been having a blast playing House of Ashes. And it, out of all of the three so far of the Dark Pictures games, I feel like this is the one I want to go back the most just to see how things can be done differently because it seems like there is a lot more of choice in this one. But then again, I'm not quite sure what it would be like until I actually play it. So that is House of Ashes. Hopefully we get to finish that within the next few days. So... Right, so there was so much news coming out in the last couple of weeks regarding the gaming, whether it's from Summer Game Fest, State of Play, the Xbox show, Capcom, all of those things. So I uh, just wanted to talk about some of the things that stood out to me the most. It's an animated emote. Not bad. Good. I'm glad you're having a good uh, chill Sunday. So I'm going to just run down a few of them here. And there was so many to pick from, but I'm just picking out the ones that really stood out to me. So first up, one game that did interest me during, I think it was Summer Game Fest, was a game called Nightingale. What's up, Morgan? How you doing? Looking at those Wesker emotes. So Nightingale is something that stood out to me in the Summer Game Fest show. It's because it looks like a survival game such as The Forest or Rust or something like that. But it's it's set in a world which looks like Valheim, but also Greedfall. So you have like all this hunting materials. You've got, like As you can see from the picture if you're watching the visual version, you have people with like flintlocks and blunderbusses, but then also like these magical spells. And it seems like you get to craft your own world and make your own bases and fortresses but then you have like a card system where you can open portals into other worlds and i'm not sure if the creatures come into your world or you go into theirs and like get materials from their world which is something uh, quite fresh in a survival game so yeah i really uh, thought this one looked interested so i'm not sure if it's going to be on consoles or pc or both but i'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes out on that one Okay, next up is one that I'm actually pretty confused about because I was just checking it out just before I went live because I wasn't quite sure. But um, Bloober Team, the ones who were rumoured to be working on the Silent Hill game, they announced Layers of Fears. Now, this is the third game in their series. Uh, well, I think it's the third game. This is the question. Now, I recently played Layers of Fear 2 and I had a blast with it. I know that is not the, the common sort of thought process. A lot of people prefer the first one. And this trailer caught me off guard for Layers of Fears. I mean, it's a stupid name, but it looks like they were mixing the first game with the second game. Thank you for the follow, Senex Mikesy. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't sure if they were mixing the first game and the second game into making, like, a, a third game, which puts both stories together. 
So I was interested in that because it'd be good to see Tony Todd back voicing the character from Layers of Fear 2. But when I had a quick look online, I read that someone said it was actually an Unreal Engine 5 remake of the first game and the second game. So it's not actually new content, it's just a remake of the first one, which, I mean, I'll probably will play it at some point, but it definitely lowers my um, interest in it with it being a, a remake rather than a straight-up sequel or a continuation of the stories anyway. So that's all I've got to say with that one because now I know it's not a new game, I think. Okay, this is the one which leaked a lot earlier than the PlayStation stream. Did I actually talk about this already? No, this was actually at the Summer Game Fest. So, so the Last of Us remake part one was um, announced or leaked just before the Summer Game Fest show. So... I tried to stay away from spoilers, what I did eventually end up seeing one, which it kind of did ruin it. But, I mean, it, it, we didn't really get to see too much anyway. Hope you guys are doing all right. Good to see you, Mike C, and thanks for the uh, the follow as well. Wow, I thought it was a third game. I thought it was too, but, I mean, I am just going off someone's Reddit comment, so it could be a third new game. I really should check it out, but, I mean, I don't know. Either way, I'll probably check it out. So, yeah, so The Last of Us Part 1, a remake of the first game coming to PS5 and PC, is coming out in September, I believe. And it seems like they've really done a, a big job on changing the character models and the environments. And it looked, it, honestly, it doesn't really look that much more impressive than The Last of Us 2, which isn't really saying, like, that's bad because The Last of Us 2 looks absolutely incredible. But, um,. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing just how improved the game is because I did see some comparison shots of like a clicker attacking Joel and the thing looked like generations ahead of it. So uh, that comes out in September. I will be playing that again. I just kind of wish that we were getting like, I don't know, a cool edition over in the UK because I do know that in the US they had the Firefly edition which sold out straight away. One other announcement that they did have with The Last of Us was... Um, Neil Druckmann came out and showed off this screenshot if the visual version is available to you. It's just of a couple of characters on a rooftop and I think it looks like it's in San Francisco. And this is for the Factions multiplayer game. And what they spoke about with this one is how it was moving from being a multiplayer mode, being added to Last of Us 2, to sort of like a, a full-blown multiplayer standalone title. Now, they can take their time with it as long as it turns out to be good. Uh, the rumors are that it was going to be more of like a battle royale title so they've actually mentioned that there's going to be story elements to it as well so i'm really really interested to see how this one turns out i mean i can't see us seeing anything of it for a while now especially until after the last of us part one remake comes out but just some acknowledgement that the game is still coming and it's being made and that we basically we're going to be getting a bit of a story in it as well so uh, look forward to seeing that when it comes out because I think I still think I've said this multiple times I think The Last of Us Factions multiplayer was like one of the best on that system on the PlayStation 3 at the time was E3 on recently I wasn't even aware well it wasn't really E3 it was non-E3 because E3 was been basically cancelled the last couple of years so it was just a bunch of different shows over the last couple of weeks so we had Summer Game Fest Bethesda and Xbox Game show we had a capcom showcase pc game show plenty of things like that okay so next up we're going to talk about the xbox and bethesda showcase i mean there's so much showed there but i'm only really going to talk about a few things so we got gameplay for 
Redfall, which was announced last time around, last E3 maybe, or maybe at the Video Game Awards show, I'm not sure, but they finally showed gameplay for this one. And, I mean, I'm a little bit more optimistic about playing this one now. It's it's about, it's a sort of a co-op adventure. You can play it single player if you want. And it's about basically a town gets taken over by vampires and turns this town into their nest where they just go out and feast on people. And you are essentially four, well, one or up to four people who are in this town trying to take it back from the vampires. So you're hunting down these hives and nests of vampires with all the different types of skills and powers. I think you have just straight up like weaponry and stakes and stuff. But then you have people who can use some weird time bubbles and they can project images and stuff. I'm not really sure, but uh, I am quite looking forward to playing this one as well. With it being on Xbox Game Pass, I mean, there's no reason for me not to try it out. So Left for Dead but with Vampires is... No, that is one of the initial problems and thoughts that I was thinking when it came out. But it seems like it's more of a story-based game, but you can play it co-op. So I think more like Far Cry or one of... It. It's made by Arcane Studios. They made Prey, Dishonored... Deathloop just recently and all of those type of games so it's more of a story game in a in a specific world and location but with multiplayer elements around it so yeah a bit more like Dead Island but a bit more polished I would imagine a bit more story focused and upgrade like I don't think it'd be full of loot I think it'd be more based around stories and taking down outposts and big bosses I'm not sure but I think I am definitely going to be interested in checking it out so uh, that might be one we could uh, all co-op at some point. I think it's coming to PC Game Pass as well, obviously. Sounds good then. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely more interested in that type of thing than a just a Left 4 Dead game with, with vampires. Uh, we don't have a release date for this one. It was supposed to come out this summer, but it's been delayed until next year. So maybe it'll be an early next year title. So next up is a game that has been announced for a fair amount of time now. And it's finally, finally got a release date. They've been promising that's coming out in 2022 for such a long time. And that is Scorn. We got a new trailer for Scorn. This is the game that heavily, heavily takes the visuals from H.R. Geiger, who made the Alien films. Well, he made the design of the Xenomorph. And this game looks just disgusting and creepy as hell. We saw some gameplay footage of it where it was actually voiced over by Doug Bradley, the guy who plays Hellraiser in the Pinhead movies. And even in the... The voiceover for this trailer we mentioned how there is combat but it's not the main focus of the game the game is more focused on exploration and trying to sort of survive essentially definitely alien vibes it's it's like one-to-one -one. it's uncanny but it's coming out this october so we've got a lot of good horror games coming out in the remainder of this year and i'm definitely looking forward to playing this one yeah again i think most of these ones i'm going to be talking about on the xbox show are coming to game pass as well so it's just going to be there day one so i'm looking to play this disgusting game where i think one shot where they started the trailer off it was like just some dude's bare legs and like a giant tentacle coming out between his legs and i mean it wasn't his penis but it was some weird ass dodgy alien umbilical umbilical cord not umbilical so yeah i'm gonna be playing that one definitely just uh hoping it lives up to the 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 geiger-esque Hype. Next up is one that I am intrigued to play because I've never played one of these games. I've always wanted to check them out and I know they've been a bit hit and miss throughout the years and I mean, there's a whole Blizzard thing going on but uh, I think this was actually announced a while ago but we saw a gameplay trailer for Diablo 4 and this game looks metal as fuck. It just looks like Doom-ass hellscape 
all these demonic creatures and necromancers and <laughs> the style of this game it just looks like something i'd really like to try out so it's more of a dungeon crawler top down so it's not your big action triple a first person shooter it's more of a sort of yeah looter shooter dungeon crawler but the look of it and the creatures and the vibe of it it just uh it, this one makes me interested in playing it so i'm not sure when this one's coming out i don't think it's actually had a date but i would assume it's coming out next year this one isn't on game pass but it's coming to consoles and pc so it will be there available diablo 4 didn't know that was coming lee says yeah um i forgot it was actually announced so when it was re-announced with this trailer i was kind of surprised i thought it was like a new reveal but it was announced a while ago actually so uh, i would have liked to because they just remastered too maybe i'll jump onto that and give it a go okay now this is probably the one that most people have been talking about over the last couple of weeks for its reveal uh it's a game that's highly anticipated after the previous titles by the people who made it obviously um these games have a lot of intrigue and a lot of sort of wonder and people get lost in these games so the last thing i want to be talking about well, not the last thing but we're going to be talking about starfield by bethesda game studios this is the latest game in the big backlog of titles by bethesda such as the elder scrolls series we've got oblivion skyrim we've got the fallout games fallout 3 4 new vegas and starfield is their first new ip new series in about 20 years i think and they've been um they've been holding back on us for such a long time about showing us what it's going to be there's been a lot of no man's sky comparisons about what it's going to be and when we first saw this this gameplay trailer like it it actually exceeded my expectations of what it was going to be because the whole world just seems incredible like some of the the locations and landscapes that we saw in that trailer it just looks so varied and different and that's what's so good about those games like skyrim and fallout i love just going into the opening scenes of those games are always so good when you first leave the vault or you first leave a cave and you get to see the wide open world and you can go anywhere it just amplified in this where you get to go and build your own ship fly off to any random planet and the chances are you're going to find something cooler so that is a lot like no man's sky but the fact is bethesda has catered a story and location and reason for these planets to be there there will be some procedurally generated planets out there which is just a rock with nothing on it but pretty visuals maybe but a lot of them will have <coughs> content on them so yeah, this is definitely the the title that I'm interested the most in, sort of, as a as the mystery. I'm looking forward to just getting that game, installing it, getting out into the open world and just seeing what everyone else is saying. It's all about, like, talking with other people about what planets they've explored or these random things they found in the, the corner of the universe. There's supposed to be a thousand planets or more in this game, so I'm not sure how it works. I'm curious to see how big you can make the ships. Yeah, that's going to be your thing. It depends if there's going to be like some kind of docking animation on like a big starship. Because if you make this gigantic like cock and ball shaped ship, you're not going to be able to dock that thing. So I'm intrigued about how that works or what kind of ship I'm going to make. Because honestly, I'm not, I don't know. There's something, something about building a spaceship that doesn't really appeal to me until i see it and maybe i can recreate like the nostromo or something i'm not really sure but yeah starfield is looking really cool <laughs> uh 
yeah, these uh, these podcasts really do a number on my on my throat and chest after COVID. So I still haven't hundred percent recovered from it. Cock and balls and doc, yeah, yeah. So uh, if anyone is listening to the audio version and it's like seven in the morning and on their drive to work, then yeah, you might have just uh, I might have just woken you up a bit there. Obviously, making a cock and ball ship. Yeah, I'm curious what what ship would I make. I'd probably try and recreate something cool from like a movie or something. But yeah, Starfield's looking good. Obviously, it was delayed until 2023. We don't know how far into 2023. They can take as long as they want because, I mean, some of the gameplay did look a bit, it looked like it had some performance issues. So if it gives them all the time in the world to to polish this one up, the last thing we need is this game coming out and it's like cyberpunk. So I want it to be just as bug-free as possible, which is asking something for a Bethesda game. Okay, last up on this line, I mean, there's been so many things that were announced which I don't have the time to talk about or the uh, the, the the voice capacity to go on that long for. So uh, last thing that was announced here that really sort of interested me was about a week or so after the last E3 thing, and it was the reveal of the Final Fantasy remake part two obviously we have the the crisis core being a remake or remaster as well i only got into the final fantasy series last year actually so i mean there's gonna be a lot of people who are a lot more hyped than me about this series but when i did play seven i loved it i haven't played any of the other sort of spin-offs of the game like crisis core so <laughs> being able to play crisis core for the first time and just getting more of this world and more of this story before remake of part two comes out uh, i'm going to be there for it i mean i haven't even played the remake seven yet i think i might even wait like a year or two and just try and play as many of them when they're out instead of playing one and waiting a year to play the next one so i still have the rest of 13 and 15 to go anyway so i should be playing for some quite some time but if you are watching the visual version you'll see the screenshot there from the trailer of Final Fantasy Remake Rebirth, it's called this one. And the graphics look insane on it. Like, I don't know how that is even possible. It looks better than 16, in my opinion. But, yeah, it's going to be really cool. They've announced that it's going to be the third title in... It's going to be the second out of three games. So, the Final Fantasy Remake will be a total of three games. So, at least we have some kind of confirmation about how long it's going to go on. So, we won't have to wait, hopefully, until 2030 for this story to wrap up. But, yeah... I'm interested to see what Crisis Core is like, what this is going to be like, what games and DLCs and expansions they make in between, and what else they do afterwards. Because, I mean, from what I have heard about the remake is they kind of change the story around in a lot. So there could be a sequel to this or something. But uh, interested to play this. It's not coming out till next winter. Crisis Core is coming out this winter. So, I mean, like I said, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to wait for a while until the urge kicks in for me to go out and buy them. But until then, yeah, consider me hyped for playing it one day. So that is just a few things picked out from the things that we were shown over at some of Game Fest, State of Play, and all of the other events over the last couple of weeks. There's so many more which I can't even I can't even remember. My head was exploding with all this information. So um, next time we'll have to try and get more of a uh, regular podcast schedule out around e3 weekend maybe one for each of the events just so we don't have to like shorten it down into a 30 40 minute podcast but we will see 
next winter, yeah, when hell freezes over, we'll be playing Final Fantasy on our PS5 Pros. Part 3, 2038. It's totally possible. That's also could be a Blade Runner sequel. Anyways, guys, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast or watching it wherever you watched it, YouTube, Twitch, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Thank you so much, and I really do appreciate it. Obviously, if you are watching it on a visual version, you have the opportunity to um, leave me a comment down below in the either in the chat or in the comment section to let me know what you think or some of your thoughts about any of the things that I've spoken about today or some of the things that you're interested in that I might have missed out on. And... Uh, yeah, that's going to be it for this week's podcast. So I'm not quite sure when you'll see me with the next one, whenever some considerable information comes out on games I'm interested in. But until then, I will see you next time.